Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today on this wonderful Wednesday morning? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. We stream live every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I usually pick out one topic just to talk about. Um, I usually get inspired by comments uh, that are usually on our page. Um, gives me a lot of inspiration. Um, just talk about different things. Uh, I'm really struggling with the 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 uh, what's going on in the dog training industry. How many people are struggling? So I'm here to help all of you. Um, somebody made a comment. Uh, it was a combination of insults and then a stupid comment. And then they were just spreading misinformation. So I had to ban them. Whenever you put information, I don't mind, you know, stupid comments. But when you start spreading in misinformation and people are struggling as it is, I really don't want you to be on the page. Um, it's just a major disservice to uh, everybody. And, you know, this narrative, this cut and paste narrative that prong cowers, you know, don't train with pain. It's like... <laughs> You've got no, you've got no um, idea what you're talking about. And then they suggest harnesses. Any decent dog trainer that gets results for a dog that is struggling with behaviors, which are the majority of dogs out there, anybody that uh, recommends a harness, and just to let you know, I'm not against harnesses for certain training modalities, for odor work, for protection work, for tracking, um, for weight pulling. Um, that is uh, for carting, for a treadmill, um, uh, carpet mills, slat mills. Um, I'm not against harness as a tool. But to train your dog, to rehab your dog, to stop leash reactivity, to give your dog the proper guidance, harnesses sort of were designed for one thing, to encourage the dog to go forward and to pull. The reason why they got popular to stop a dog from not walking nicely on the leash because dogs were choking themselves. So they're like, well, let's stop putting a collar on the dog and let's put a body harness on the dog, which now they don't choke. But what we've done is we've empowered them to use the strongest part of their body, which is their chest, and to really dig in and pull the owner. But you're not going to be able to give your dog the proper information with a harness. So if your dog trainer is suggesting a harness in any part of the training and the rehab process, you really should question the knowledge of that trainer. You should question, like, just say, show me, show me. Also, it is very difficult to lead to off-leash 
obedience where a collar like a prong collar or a remote collar can lead to really great off-leash obedience. And we see this over and over and over again. But again, there are people out there that have that just parrot the narrative that prong cowers, e cowers, the only reason why the dog listens is because of pain. And that is a very um, false and scary narrative to be spreading around. And all that does is really leave owners struggling. You know, we specialize in stopping really unwanted behaviors. We specialize in stopping leash reactivity. In fact, we've got a course right now. Um, Let me share that course with you. We've got a course right now that you can actually um, stop leash reactivity. If you go to Solid Canine Academy, if you go to Solid Canine Academy, um, it's going to be on pre-sale for the whole month of August, and then we film in September. It's going to be live, five-day live, unedited course. So imagine that. We get a dog, and for five days, unedited we will show you how to stop leash reactivity. So if you go to Solid Canine Academy and you just click right there at the top, grab yours now, and you do start learning. And then you purchase it. You'll be signed up. So I think it's um, important for folks to understand. So when people are being recommended a harness, I am not against them as a tool. I'm against them in the application of the rehab and training process. I think it's very, very important to understand you know, we food train every dog that comes into our facility. But once the dog knows the command, then I we take it away. So in order to proof the command, in order to correct an unwanted behavior, to stop the unwanted behavior, I'm against the use of food. Now to counter condition, I'm for the use of food. I mean, we have to really put things into context. And I think the more knowledge that an owner gets, the more they'll understand, um, the more that they will understand. So, so if you're being suggested a harness, it's time to question your trainer. It's trying to question the results. And I'm very aware of all the different harnesses on the market, but still. And then also, if we really wanted to get into it, Harnesses do cause damage to a dog, muscular, their gait, spine. Um, 
you can get abrasions underneath the arms. So there's a lot of now in the medical spectrum, and that's out of my wheelhouse. But you can talk to a to a chiropractor of dogs, and they'll further explain it to you. Talk to a physical therapist of dogs, and they will further explain it to you. It's just interesting how people will avoid the collar conversation and go right to the harness. And a harness, anybody that says they use force-free dog training but suggests a harness is a liar. I've already fully loud and proud said force-free dog training is a scam. There's no such thing. It is impossible. And I don't know why they keep putting it out there except for to make uh, things sound rosy for the owners, but you're not going to get the results that you're looking for and you're just going to be spending money. It's a pretty unethical business practice to put yourself out there as a force-free trainer, knowing that you're not going to get the results. I mean, if, you're, if you have any experience with it, you'll fully know that you're not going to get the results at all. Your ego might be stoked because you think you're helping dogs, but that's not the case. Um, over on Rumble, we stream on Rumble, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Over on Rumble this morning, Allison says, good morning. Good morning, Allison. How are you? Uh, Murph, good morning, y'all. Good morning to you, Murph. Snuggle Buns, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Avi. Good morning, everyone, and thanks, Jeff. I'll set that next meeting up as soon as plans are definite. Good. Thank you. Uh, Kakarista, welcome. I've never seen you before, so welcome to the show. Good morning, Jeff. Why don't you teach stay? We do. We do teach stay. We have dogs do three-hour stays. They do three-hour downstays, three-hour place commands. We can do stay sitting in a chair. We can do sit stays, three hours, two hours, one hour. So we, we do teach stay. We teach stay. We actually, we're really good at teaching stay. We're, we're really good at teaching mental and physical stay. We're extremely good at it. All of our all of our dogs know stay, uh, and instead just embedded into the other commands, down place, etc. Okay, well, like I said, we teach stay. So why are you saying not to be? I'm not attacking you, but when you say why don't you teach stay, I would say we do teach stay because dogs learn how to stay. They all stay. It's a default behavior. My, my question is, why do you make it a separate command? Then why don't you just make it default? So when you t tell a dog down, it's a given that they're going to be in a down stay. When you tell a dog place, it is a given they're going to be um, in stay. When you open up a door, it's a given the dogs don't rush through the door, therefore staying you know, behind the door. So we absolutely positively 100% teach stay. If anything, I find it more reliable. But my question to folks that ask that question, because people do, why do you teach it as a separate command? 
maybe it has a purpose as a separate command, but why don't you just teach that down means downstay? When I when I tell my kids we're going for a car ride, I expect them to put their seatbelts on. I don't teach it as a separate responsibility. When I tell my kids to go to bed, I don't tell them to turn off the light. It's a given. Maybe not the best examples, but that's the first thing I thought of. Rumble, Terry G says, then folks say, get the no pull. Right. In a post I saw some time ago, a few people say no pill causes injuries also. They finally switched to a prong. Of course, they get hate. Right. Right. Whenever anybody's getting good results, they get hate. Not every time, but I find that a lot. I find it a lot. The, the majority, can I say majority? So many people that get results will be ridiculed. Like we we will see it. We'll get comments on how well our dogs are trained. Oh my gosh, your dog is so friendly. It's so nice. It's so well behaved. It's so trained. We can tell that it loves you. You're connected to your dog. Um, wow, I wish my dog could do all those things. I can't even take my dog out in public. I wish my dog behaved like that. And then they'll say, what's that on the dog's neck? And you'll say, it's, a, it's an electric collar. And they'll say, oh, those are bar- bar- barbaric and mean. Oh, okay. So you just told us all this wonderful stuff. And then um, now you'll insult us. So someone will say to, about my son, Angelo, he's so smart. He's so well, he's so well-spoken. He's so polite. He's so kind. He's so interesting. He's so knowledgeable. He's so mature for his age. And I'll say, thank you very much. They'll say, you know, you know, where, where does he go to school? And I'll say, oh, he's homeschooled. And they'll say, oh, well, that's not good. Ah. So you just finished complimenting my son and how great he is and how nice he is as a human being. But then you found out that he was homeschooled and you throw that all out the window. I get it. I get it. Obviously, as many people have asked, tell me they use the harness because it's a small dog. Then I mentioned cowers come in all sizes and sizes that explain how these cowers would hurt my little dog, right? Yep. Now, for a young, young puppy, eight weeks old, 10 weeks old, a harness is, a harness is fine. A harness is fine. But you're not really working on, um, you're doing all your food training. You're really not working on leash pressure. And that's another thing is a harness, you can't use leash pressure as far as like teaching, you know, downs, sits, recalls.
Yo, if folks, if folks um, focused more on results-oriented concepts instead of whether you're being mean or not, but the end, uh, the end result, I think things would go much better. But for some reason, people stay in pain with no results because they're too afraid to try something that worked. That's an interesting concept, isn't it? When the answer is sitting right in front of you, but your ideology keeps you from doing it, which you're entitled to do, it's a free world, free country. Not really, but still. You still had a mask up during COVID. Um, I think that uh, we should question, like, why? Don't you want your dog to be trained? Why do you want to struggle for so long? Um, obviously it's not a puppy, but, oh, Chris says, Hey Jeff, just want to let you know, Courtney is full of knowledge and how much I appreciate you all. Yeah. Well, she was taught by Joel and I, yep. She's making some really good videos and finally she's speaking in them. It's funny, Chris, a lot of people compliment her, but it's like an insult me, but it's like, but she, but she learned from me. I find it, not you, Chris, but I just find it interesting. I just find it very, very interesting. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, as long as you learn, but I just find that interesting. Uh, Avi says, not a puppy, but a Frenchie. We're training a Frenchie right now. We just got a Frenchie in yesterday. It'll be trained on tools, but... Enough of the tool conversation is trained with dog training. Like, no tool is going to train a dog. Dog training trains dogs. That's what people tend to forget. Dog training trains dogs. Presley, uh, my puppy's not food motivated. I would not be able to teach him a down if I did not have a collar to give him leash pressure. Correct. Compulsion training works. Compulsion training is fantastic, actually. And there's a lot of dogs that are not food motivated for many reasons. Fear, nervousness, just won't take food in front of somebody. They're just not food driven in general. But everybody has a different idea on what dog training actually is and what the what the bar is what the bar is so we set the bar pretty high and we're just family pet dog trainers but we set the bar pretty high uh Kakarista, um, it's crazy how people fall into the anti-pulling leash scam. It's not the leash, it's the handler that can accomplish this. Yeah. I mean, it's also dog training. 
I mean, we have dogs that people that say clicker training doesn't work. And I'm like, because we clicker train. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? What's the goal? Like, what, what's your goal? What's your goal? Because clicker training does work. It's a fantastic training tool. It's a great marker. But what are you trying to do with it? Clickers are the are are your yes marker. I mean, I think there just has to be a lot of education out there on the tools and what they do. Clicker is used after the dog has successfully done the command. And it marks that what they did was correct. Abdiel says uh, the tool is an accessory to train a dog. Yes. It's a communication device. It's a communication device. But there's so much just arguing out there that people are actually not training their dogs. Which is too bad. Because so many owners are struggling. Like for leash reactivity, and I, you know, that's one of the biggest things. Separation anxiety is big. Leash reactivity is big. That's why we have this course, this course right here. And what's great about this course, it's a five-day, five-day, unedited. Live with a leash reactive dog. We're filming in September. It's on pre-sale all of the month of um, August. And the price will keep going up. Right now it's at 147. So you just click on grab yours now. Scroll down to there. Start learning. Put your information in here. Billing information, payment. And then you can actually do all these bumps. You get courses for like half price. Rehabbing a fearful dog. You do a 30-minute counsel with me for $99, which is almost half price. I'd read to graduate for $97. It's normally $197. So you can actually save a lot of money. Right here at the bottom of uh, Solid Canine Academy, if you want a free course, you don't even have to put your credit card in. You can get our Walk the Walk dog training course for free. Right there. Just click on that. Start learning. Just put in your name and your email address, and the course is emailed to you. Sue says, I spend ridiculous money on ineffective training. Yeah, a lot of people do. Your puppy course and green graduate costs less than a third of what I spent on just one trainer who, who 
made no difference. Your programs are so worthwhile and can prevent unwanted behaviors from ever happening in the first place. Well, thank you. That was very nice of you. Um, I don't know how this Joel usually does this part. Um, Naomi says, it's human nature to be attracted to strength. I suspect it's the same with dogs. They won't listen to, uh, listen just because you're nice. My standard poodle wants to please, but I had to show strength before he cared. You know, it's interesting. Who does the dog want to please, Naomi? Does the dog really want to please you? Or does the dog want something for you from you? I mean, I find dogs are pretty selfish. But a lot of dogs will do either do something that you want because there's something in it for them, or they're trying to avoid something. So they're they're in it for the reward, or they're trying to avoid a negative consequence. Something to think about. Murph, uh, from what I'm learning, most owners have the wrong information and they are scared to train their dog as they don't want to hurt their dog as they've been told training hurts your dog as well. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. It's really difficult to hurt a dog. Your average person out there is not going to hurt their dog with training. They just won't. I think by not training your dog, you're hurting your dog. Deb says, did you go to the movies last night? No, I'm trying to get Joelle to go to Sound of Freedom. But it's such an emotional movie. She doesn't know if she wants to put that into her brain. And I get it. And I get it. Um, Abdil says, I'm currently having a hard time with some leech activity for my pup. He's now well-trained thanks to your courses, but I can't get him to stop being reactive towards the dogs. Abdil, um... Buy the course, buy the leash reactivity course. We'll stop it. We'll absolutely stop it for you. I mean, we'll show you how to stop it. Naomi, uh, LOL, true, they're opportunists. Yeah, they are. Abdiel says, Murph, that's so true. I was nervous about introducing the e-cower in fear of doing it wrong and messing my pup up. That's common. That's a common um, narrative, and I get it. I get why people would be afraid, but this is the thing. We have a step-by-step guides on how to use it. It does come with an owner's manual. But we have our own little system, our own formula. Oh, you purchased that deal? Thank you. Thank you. Ange. Chris says, yeah, we talked about cameras because I'm thinking to start videoing the adventures of Vienna and how the training uh, progress to start thinking about this after one of your podcast challenges. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of cameras in the market that you can get. Brittany says, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, Abdiel says, looking forward to the live class. Yeah, the live class should be a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So jump on a solid canine academy. There's a lot of courses on there, not just the leash reactivity one. 
There's a lot of courses on there. So check that out. You'll, you'll, you'll truly, truly enjoy every class. You'll learn so much from every class. It's really important that we, we start taking our dog training a little bit more serious, you know, and we also, that we realize that, uh, it's, it's not one of these things where, um, the dog's going to naturally just train itself. It takes a lot of work. It takes a real lot of work to do. And we're happy to show you. We're thrilled to show you, actually. All right. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, just about this, this pushing of the harness. It's just not... Uh, It's just not, it's not going to get you the results that you want. It's just not. Allison on Rumble says, uh, I had to put my 14-year-old pit down a couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and I've been struggling mentally to get back to drills with my girls. They still have great behavior, just staying stagnant. It's hard to keep up, most likely. Um, it's hard to keep my head in the game right now. Um, Allison, no shit, right? I mean, everybody grieves differently. So take some time off. Take some time off to grieve. And whenever you're ready, come back. I mean, having to put down a dog is a terrible, terrible thing. I've put down many dogs before. I've had a lot of dogs in my life. Sickness, old age. It's terrible. It's really bad. So, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, just come back. Just come back. There's no timeline. There's no rules when it comes to grieving. So, all right, everybody, madly in love with you. Tonight, we're doing the What Would Jeff Do show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care, everybody.